At University of Virginia Health System, we're for bringing advanced care closer to home. So we're bringing health knowledge directly to you with UVA Health System Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. For patients with aortic aneurysms, symptoms often don't begin until the aneurysm ruptures, which can be fatal for patients. My guest is Dr. Ravi Ganta. He's a board-certified surgeon who specializes in caring for patients who need heart surgery, including patients with aortic aneurysms. Welcome to the show, Dr. Ganta. What is an aortic aneurysm? Well, thank you, Melanie. Thank you for having me on your program. An aortic aneurysm is an enlargement of the aorta that is one and a half times its normal size. I don't know if everyone knows, but the aorta is the largest blood vessel in the body. It extends from the heart all the way down to the abdomen. The feared complication of an aortic aneurysm is that it may burst or tear. And we call bursting a ruptured aneurysm, and we call tearing an aortic dissection. Larger aneurysms are more, more at risk for bursting or, rupture or tearing. And when this happens, the outcomes can be poor. So our goal as doctors is to prevent this from happening. And uh, we characterize aortic aneurysms based on their location in the body. Uh, I kind of think, when I talk about the aorta, I describe it as shaped like a candy cane. And the short stalk emerges from the heart, and that short um, part of the candy cane is called the ascending aorta. And this gives rise to the arteries to the heart, actually. The curve of the candy cane is called the aortic arch, and this gives rise to the blood vessels to the shoulder, uh, to the arms and the, um, and the head. Uh, the long stalk of the candy cane is called the descending aorta, and uh, uh, the descending aorta is also divided into the chest uh, and the abdomen. The chest portion is called the thoracic aorta, and the abdominal portion is called the abdominal aorta. And uh, the diagnosis and management of aortic aneurysms really depend on where in the body uh, the aneurysm is located. Okay, so who is at risk? Are there certain risk factors controllable and maybe non-controllable for aortic aneurysm? Uh, there are. Um, you know, older patients or older folks are definitely at more of a risk uh, for aortic aneurysms. They do develop over time. Patients with a long-standing history of high blood pressure or hypertension are at risk for developing aortic aneurysms. Uh, patients who have a long history of smoking are at risk for developing aortic aneurysm. And certain aortic aneurysms tend to run in, in families. So if you have um, someone in your family who's had an aortic aneurysm or multiple family members who've had an aortic aneurysm, uh, you are at a higher risk for having one yourself. Some um, uh, patients have uh, connective tissue disorders such as Marfan's disease, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, Lois-Dietz syndrome. Um, and uh, these are rarer conditions, but they're definitely um, genetic conditions uh, that run through families. Um, and uh, other patients have uh, uh, what's called a bicuspid aortic valve or an abnormal aortic valve where a normal aortic valve, which is a valve in the heart, has three leaflets. A bicuspid aortic valve only has two leaflets. And patients who have those tend to also have aortic aneurysms. So in uh, uh, those type of um, patients who are elderly, who smoke, who have a longstanding history of hypertension, or who have had uh, other, patient, other family members with aortic aneurysms, they are at an increased risk of having an aneurysm themselves. Are there some symptoms, Dr. Ganta, so that people are afraid as you discuss a tear or a rupture? Are there some symptoms that would send us to see a doctor that could catch this before that happens? There are, but 
unfortunately, most aortic aneurysms are asymptomatic or have no symptoms. Um, they uh, uh, often are identified incidentally. Uh, for example, um, uh, often they're identified when a patient needs to have a another procedure and gets a chest X-ray just in preparation for that procedure. Say they're having a shoulder operation or a knee operation, and then uh, on a chest X-ray, their aorta looks a little big, and that's how they're identified as having an aortic aneurysm. Um, uh, and uh, uh, that's often why that uh, the first presentation is either bursting or tearing, which is um, which can be problematic. Uh, but some people do have symptoms with their aortic aneurysm, and um, pain is a common symptom uh, in those that have symptoms. And the pain can be either in the chest or in the back or in the abdomen. Some patients have symptoms of a, of a cough, a new unexplained cough, and that's due to the aneurysm compressing on their airway. Uh, and some patients present with a change in their voice. They have a hoarse voice, and that's because the aneurysm is compressing on the recurrent laryngeal nerve, which supplies the vocal cord. So p- symptoms of pain, cough, hoarse voice are associated with aortic aneurysms. They could be also due to other things, but uh, they are associated with aortic aneurysms. Um, but um, a lot are asymptomatic. If someone does come to see you, how does this get identified? Are there certain tests? There, there are multiple different tests. The, the best test is a, is a CAT scan. It uh, um, is a um, two-dimensional image, of, a cross-sectional image of the body, so you can see um, the aorta in its entirety, and you can measure its size along the entire extent. Um, and so CAT scans are the best measurement, but... Uh, uh, and they're non-invasive, but they do involve some radiation. So that, uh, at present, we don't use them as screening tests, per se, unless there's a high suspicion for an aneurysm uh, based on uh, risk factors and or any symptoms. Other tests, you know, as, as I mentioned earlier, some, uh, many patients are noted to have an aneurysm on chest X-ray, so you can identify them on X-rays. Um, ultrasounds are also... Um, um, uh, useful for identifying aneurysms. You can get an ultrasound of the heart, which does look at the um, initial portion of the aorta, and that if that can detect enlargement. And we use ultrasounds of the heart as screening tools for aortic aneurysms in certain people, specifically people with connective tissue disorders, because they tend to have aneurysms form at the um, early part of the uh, aorta, which can be easily seen with the, um, with the ultrasound of the heart. It's also, it's also called an echocardiogram. Patients who have abdominal aortic aneurysms can also be uh, evaluated with ultrasound to the abdomen where the aorta can be well visualized. Unfortunately, the ultrasound cannot be used to see uh, very well the, um, uh, the aneurysms that involve the um, arch or the descending thoracic aorta. So uh, to, to identify those, we have to use a CT scan. So what are some treatment options if someone comes in, they've been diagnosed with an aortic aneurysm, what do you do for them? Well, when we see identify an aortic aneurysm, the first um, um, thing that has to be done is optimal medical management. We have to maintain um, good control of a patient's blood pressure, uh, and we have to um, make sure they're on appropriate medications. And uh, the appropriate medications include a class of medications called beta blockers, uh, some common ones are metoprolol or lopressor, um, and uh, ACE inhibitor. Uh, a common one is, is lisinopril, uh, and uh, these medications control the blood pressure, and we believe also 
uh, uh, alters the way the um, a- the aorta remodels, and both of those things um, we believe will reduce the rate of growth of aortic aneurysms. So it's important when someone is identified to have an aortic aneurysm is we have to determine the size and location and extent of the aneurysm. If the aneurysm is not large enough to, to for us to recommend a invasive treatment, we optimize the medical management and then survey surveillance the aneurysm over time. So we doc, our doctor may say you have an aneurysm. It measures 3.7 centimeters. It's not large enough to require surgery or any intervention. We'll keep your medication under uh, uh, under optimal control, and then we'll um, re-image you in three months, and then over six months. So surveillance. Now, when aneurysms either enlarge or they um, uh, enlarge further, or they're already big, when we identify them, then we may um, um, opt for uh, an interventional treatment. And the intervention does depend on where the aneurysm is located. And there are really two types of interventions we do. One is open surgery, and it's a big but safe operation. Uh, if it involves the ascending aorta, it involves an incision um, um, through the breastbone, and uh, it'll be open-heart surgery with the heart-lung machine where the, the enlarged aorta is removed and a new aorta that's consistent of a fabric tube is sewn in its place. Uh, if it's an aneurysm that involves the descending thoracic aorta, uh, surgery uh, can be done through the, through, through the ribs, uh, and uh, that also is a big, big operation, uh, but, it, but it's safe and involves replacement of the abnormal aorta with a fabric tube. Depending on the exact anatomy and location, we um, typically deal with thoracic aneurysms, uh, descending thoracic aneurysms with a catheter-based approach where we go through the groin with a catheter and put in a, um, a uh, stent with a stent uh, graft in through the uh, groin up into the uh, descending thoracic aorta and recover the aneurysm with the stent graft. And that is uh, an evolving technology that uh, that um, we use quite frequently now in, uh, um, in descending thoracic aneurysms. Dr. Ganta, in just the last minute, please tell us why patients should choose UVA for their aneurysm care. Well, UVA has a long history in management of complex aortic and cardiovascular disease. Um, uh, we... Uh, um, have taken care of patients with uh, with uh, uh, connective tissue disorders such as Marfan's and uh, complex uh, aortic aneurysms that involve virtually the entire aorta. Uh, we're fortunate to have a uh, multidisciplinary team here at UVA consisting of um, uh, medical cardiologists who specialize in uh, the treatment of, of, of aortic conditions. Uh, a medical genetic team, which um, can help uh, evaluate aneurysms uh, that run in families and help identify other members of your family who might be at risk for aortic aneurysms. Uh, We have uh, interventional radiologists who are really at the forefront of uh, and pioneering new um, interventional um, techniques that reduce the invasiveness of of aneurysm procedures. We have vascular surgeons who um, also... um, do open surgery and endovascular surgery, and we have heart surgeons who do um, uh, complex uh, aortic surgery. Uh, And so this multidisciplinary team allows us to tailor treatments individually uh, for patients, and uh, uh, really uh, we're pioneering new techniques for um, uh, the entire country in terms of uh, using these new endovascular and open techniques.
Thank you so much, Dr. Ravi Ganta. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. For more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.